0: Okay, the podcast is recording. Everybody doing well? I hope. Everyone's doing well anyway. What an event-filled week I is having. Uh, I'm loving it. No, it's not McDonald's. It's Americana the American way, and I'm Big John, find me on parlor at the real Big John, and, <laughs> watching some guy who doesn't know what a burpee is, try to do burpees on TV, sorry for the interruption, uh, so, my weekend involved, uh, my week has involved, evolved, revolved. Chasing my mother's dog around her neighborhood for over an hour. Almost ripping the door off my car while chasing said dog. Taking my stepdad to the hospital just in time to save his life. Finding said dog waiting for me at the gate. When I got back to my mother's house, and after the son of a gun ran from me for an hour, he tried to jump in my car window. That is not what almost ripped the door off, however. I did a Tommy boy and backed into a post, causing my car door to bend in a manner in which... The manufacturer did not intend a car door to bend. And now I have to pay a $500 deductible and get $1,800 in repairs done to my car. So, luckily my insurance company is covering $1,300 plus of that. So, how's everybody else's week going? At least I saved a life this week. So... Speaking of life, uh, today uh, Derek Chauvin was handled by 12 honest men and women, and his life is now over. His life is over. Um, I feel more sympathy for the police officers around the country. Uh, I feel more sympathy for Derek Chauvin and the other three officers uh, than I do a- anyone else involved in this. Uh, George Floyd included. Um, open my, bu- my can of soda, my can of pop, pardon me. Uh, this was a tough, tough one, tough day in America justice was served. Uh, the, the the prosecution, uh, counter to what I felt, and counter to what some people like LegalInsurrection.com felt, and some other conservative pundits, uh, the, the prosecution proved their case better than the defense uh, rebutted their case. Uh, the prosecution had four attorneys and a <clears throat> large staff because they're the government and they have those kind of resources. Uh, Derek Chauvin had one lawyer. He may have, the, the attorney may have had some clerks and, and people working for him, but not the uh, vast resources that the prosecution had. But in the end, justice was served. Uh, there was never any need for riotous behavior. There was never a need for uh, all the tomfoolery that went on. Uh, yeah, I, I got choked up. I cried watching George Floyd's uh, death on video like most of you probably did I'm not a heartless son of a gun but uh, I'm a gun of a son <sighs> and uh the, watching this today I saw the alert come on TV amid Fox News's 20,000 other breaking news alerts they have to have one like every five minutes to keep you watching. Um, the only reason I turned on F A U X Fox News uh, was to see when this would, when this news would break. So after 14 hours of deliberation, the jury had its decision. They announced it at uh, it was 5:02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4:02 uh, whatever time zone. Minnesota is in Uh, 8 weeks from now Derek Chauvin will be sentenced Um, as of right now I don't know of any riotousness a lot of people have called for peace Um, uh, there could be riots going on I don't know I don't give a shit um you know 8 months ago 9 months ago whatever well i guess it's been 11 it half april may so almost a year ago uh i was a totally different person on this uh but as it stands today i feel more sympathy for police officers around the country Derek Chauvin, in particular, and the other three officers. Uh, there are three more officers that uh, could ha- that have charges pending uh, against them. Derek Chauvin is in jail. I think he will be murdered in jail. Uh, that's just my opinion, uh, but. He's going to remain in the sheriff's custody until sentencing. Uh, That's the only thing that the prosecution or anyone brought up today. Um, There can be appeals, but I don't think that the, uh, the defense will win those appeals. And appeals depend on how much money Derek Chauvin has. You know, uh, I don't know what he was paying his attorney. His attorney, I felt, did a good job getting the prosecution's witnesses to say things like, you know, Derek Chauvin did not use excessive force, that uh, Derek Chauvin could have used uh, a taser, which would have been a higher level of force. And we all see George Floyd on the video. If you watch the whole 20 some odd minutes, you see a totally different George Floyd. He's carrying on that he can't breathe before he ever gets to the police cruiser. There are other body cam videos of him being arrested uh, where he's doing the same damn thing. So, I'm going to play a little clip-a-clip-clip, clippy-clip, for you while I light my cigar. About this verdict and about this view of the case, let's bring back in Camille Foster, co-host of the Fifth Column Podcast. Camille, I want to get your reaction to this, but in particular, I want to get your reaction to the way that Joe Biden depicted the way that black Americans think about cops and fear for their lives every night, every day, their kids going to the grocery store, et cetera. Do you think that's an accurate depiction of the nation? Well, let me let me say a couple of things. Um, I, I did mention earlier, but I'll, I'll reframe it here. It, the state has a monopoly on the legitimate use of force. It's police officers, the, the, the government has that. And it is appropriate for that reason to, to scrutinize the use of force by the state. It's important. It is uniquely problematic when civilians are killed in interactions with government agents. This is important to always keep at the forefront of our minds. Um, I also think it's very important to keep things in perspective, and I think talking about people being perpetually afraid of being murdered on their way to the gas station or while they're shopping at the supermarket, effectively by members of law enforcement, that was the ostensible uh, intimation on the part of the president during his remarks. Um, And I just think that's absurd. I don't think people actually live in fear in that way. Um, If if we are, however, going to zoom in on a circumstance, we could take a look at the circumstance in Chicago. We could take a look at the Adam Toledo shooting, which a lot of people have been focusing on, and we could talk about the milieu that Adam Toledo comes out of. And that milieu is a city where 907 people have been shot since the beginning of this year. Those are war zone stats. We're talking about law enforcement, which is involved in a vanishingly small, relative to the number of interactions they have with civilians, number of shootings. Every one of those shootings matters. They're, they're involved in some number of civilian deaths. Every one of those deaths matter. They all should be investigated impartially and thoughtfully, and we should pursue reforms that keep those numbers low. But if we're talking about these things in hyperbolic ways, and we're ignoring the actual circumstances that genuinely make people afraid to leave their houses in certain circumstances. The, the historic rises in murder rates in many cities in this country over the course of the last 12 months, in many respects connected directly to civil unrest that gripped the country during the wake of this, what's been described as a racial reckoning, Um, I don't think we're being serious. We have to really scrutinize the the forces that are at work here and the way that we're talking about race in this country. And I'm delighted to see some of the criminal justice reform efforts happen. I am very concerned about many of the ways that we're talking about race and the various cases in which it seems to be disconnected from the facts. There is more than a year later still no piece of evidence related to this particular case, the case of George Floyd being killed that gives us an indication that if he were a white man and all other things were equal, he would be alive today. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. And that is absolutely critical for us to keep in mind. And that's something that unfortunately I think our, our politicians are, are unfortunately unable to say, unable to come out uh, and be honest about. Thank you so much, Camille, for joining me today. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate you, Brad. About this verdict and about his view of- Camille Foster... He is, um, I guess you would say, uh, among other things, a Fox News contributor. He's co host of a podcast called uh, The Fifth Column, or Fifth Column. His name's spelled K M E L E, last name Foster. Fifth Column Podcast. I will quote something he said a, a bit later. Uh, just observations from today's trial, or verdict, I should say. Outside the courthouse, uh, there was a pretty large crowd gathered. Uh, one reporter said that you know it wasn't as big of a crowd as it set as it appeared because the the crowd of protesters or whatever you want to call them, marchers, I guess, is what we're calling them now. They were supplemented by media from around the world, so the the crowd looked bigger than it really was, Um, although there was a substantial number of people in the streets of uh, Minneapolis uh, at the area that's known as George Floyd Square outside of Cup Foods, where this all began with George Floyd acting erratic and trying to pass a, a counterfeit $20 bill people were throwing t- uh, counterfeit 20s making it rain counterfeit 20s uh, but it might have been monopoly monopoly money they're pretty substantial, they're almost the size of a real 20 from the looks of things but they were throwing fake money into the air uh, as a mockery to what started all of this anyways uh, outside the courthouse back to that dog and pony show the BLM and Antifa instigators were out there getting the crowd revved up riled up Um, After the verdict came in, uh, one reporter compared it to uh, someone's favorite sports team winning a game. That was the kind of cheer that went up from the crowd. Uh, And then the crowd was peaceful as far as I could see so far today. Um, So Chauvin is guilty on all three counts. His bail was revoked and he was put in the custody of the local sheriff's department to stay in jail for the uh, next eight weeks while processes take place leading up to the sentencing phase of the trial. This is commonplace uh, as some attorney friends explained it to me a long time ago. It's called a cooling off period uh, in between the uh, conviction and the sentencing. The judge would handle the sentencing, not the jury. The jury is now free to go. They're on their own. Uh, I am, of course, very certain in the coming weeks, days, probably, uh, jurors will be on network television Giving their stories, uh, they probably feel more freedom now because uh, they made the right choice. In many people's opinions, they don't fear, you know, people like me because I'm not not one to be feared. Uh, they don't fear fear people who support the police. Nine times out of ten, I support the police. They don't fear people like us coming to their house and burning their house down, trying to kill them. And some jurors expressed this sentiment that they feared a not guilty verdict would lead to they and their families being harassed and their homes vandalized and them being harmed Um, I do not know why a juror who expressed that would be allowed to stay on the jury Uh, it's possible that when that was said was during the vetting of the jury maybe that person was dismissed and uh, you know it's hard to keep up with all the news reports but as from what I've read heard in the media, there were was at least one juror who had expressed fear for their safety after this uh, went down earlier in the day. Evidently, Joe Biden, uh, I heard he said that you know they need to find Chauvin guilty. Uh, yesterday, Jen Psaki said that, you know, the president has his opinions and blah, blah, blah. You can look up her bullshit if you want to. I didn't take notes on what she said. I did rewind the president's press conference so I could watch it, the full speech. It wasn't a press conference. Pardon me. It was a speech. uh oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So... <clears throat> One of the things the prez brought up was this George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. That's the name of a bill that the Congress is trying to pass. Uh, he's by and said it shouldn't take a whole year to get this passed. Why shouldn't it? Why? Why do we need a George Floyd? Justice and policing act. When, if you watch the whole 20 some odd minutes that led up to the nine and a half minutes uh, that will live in infamy, the first 20 some minutes, the police are being super duper coddly with this guy. You know, he's in and out of the cruiser police car squad car whatever you want to call it he kicks one of the officers as they're trying to put him in he is at the he's outside the vehicle he tries to run that's how they ended up on from the the sidewalk side of the vehicle in the street and he kept saying lay me on the ground lay me on the ground." You know They put people who have COVID in the prone position to make it easier to breathe. Other people have been arrested in this manner. Uh, I don't know if they were knelt on for nine minutes, but this uh, type of uh, restraint's been used over 200 times. Six people have passed out. No one has died except for George Floyd. But anyways, Joe Biden said, well, it shouldn't take a whole year to get the you know bill passed after you know they murdered a guy. Well, it didn't. Donald Trump took executive action within days. He wrote executive orders because he wanted there to be something in place while The Congress was working on a bill. Nonetheless, uh, his daughter said, Daddy changed the world. Uh, he did. He did. This did change the world. We'll find out if it changed in a good or bad way. I think it showed a lot of people in the world that you can be a drug addict, a criminal, uh, fight police while they're trying to arrest you, and they can't defend themselves. Uh, I hate to pick on a little girl, but Biden wanted to quote her to get people's sympathy play to people's heartstrings, so I'm going to criticize Biden on that. Uh, Biden said, let that be the legacy. Let that be his legacy of peace, not violence, of justice. So was the legacy of peace the time that George Floyd did a home invasion to score drug money was it when he was kicking and fighting police officers that were for all intents and purposes following procedure and uh, was it peace when he was bullying or acting erratic with the store clerk who he gave a counterfeit $20 bill to I guess so um Biden said he's a piece of shit. Uh Biden said such a verdict is far too rare. People get convicted all the time for uh second thir- second and third degree murder and manslaughter. So I don't know why he would say that this verdict is too rare the only way I could see him the only meaning I can see behind that is that he means that the police are not convicted enough of these these things if I were a police officer in America right now I would put in my resignation and say fuck you I'm done because that's what these 12 honest men and women said to George Floyd that's what our legal system said to or pardon me said to Derek Chauvin they said who you know screw you uh we're afraid of riots we're afraid for our safety so we have to convict you my opinion based on what I saw from the trial and what I've read um But Biden thinks that police officers are not convicted enough. Uh, He brought up systemic racism, racial disparity uh, that exists in our policing and criminal justice system. Millions of interactions with police every year. Very few times are the suspects killed in those actions. The laws apply to everyone. The laws are applicable to everybody no matter their race. The problems in the the black community are far more than race. Okay, it's poverty, it's gang violence, it's drugs, it's fatherless homes, and those problems exist in the white community too. But when you want to get to the real root of the problems, you know, there are other things at play here, not bad police officers. Um, Like Mr. Camille Foster pointed out. One city in the Chicago metro area has had 900 shootings this year so far. We're, what, uh, a little more than a quarter of a way through the year, and they've had 900 shootings. Uh, And that's not 900 police shootings. That's 900 black-on-black shootings. Sadly, um, Biden said, We cannot be any safe harbor for hate. Racism has torn us apart. Said by the most racist president since Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, the first moving picture shown in the White House was birth of a nation which is a Ku Klux Klan let me say that again without a cigar in my face birth of a nation was the first moving picture shown at the White House it is a Ku Klux Klan propaganda film The president who screened that movie in the White House, viewed it, showed it, watched it, was Woodrow Wilson. Joe Biden is on record saying. The N-word repeatedly in a public uh, speech that looked like, I think it was like a, some kind of congressional or public hearing setting, he said that he was against busing uh, blacks into his children's school district because he didn't want his kids to grow up in a racial jungle. He spoke at... Robert KKK Bird's funeral and said what a great senator and person Robert KKK Bird was. Robert Bird was a recruiter for the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, A lot of people say he was the Grand Poobah or Grand Wizard or Grand White Trash whatever they call it. Uh, He was not. He was a recruiter. But Biden said he was a great guy. Really, really, Joseph? And you're going to lecture the rest of us on race? Mr. Camille Foster, because I don't know how well the audio was on that sound bite I played you. Mr. Camille Foster uh, of the Fifth Column Podcast said... There's no one piece of evidence George Floyd would be alive if he were white. All things being equal, he would still be alive. Let me read that again, because I kind of misrode my own scribbly handwriting. No one piece of evidence has shown George Floyd would still be alive if he... Were white. All things being equal. He would still be alive. So. Mr. Foster. Camille Foster is right. Nothing. In this trial. Proved. That. Race was a factor. There are many. As many white thug. Criminals that pass. Fake 20s. Hopped up on. Fentanyl, meth, and whatnot uh, as there are black, okay? So all things being equal, all things considered, if a white person put up that kind of a fight or resisting the arrest with the police, kicking a police officer, uh, carrying on that he he couldn't breathe from the time they walked up to his... SUV, there's nothing that says, nothing was proven, nothing showed that the police treated George Floyd any differently because he was black, okay? Uh, Britt Hume on Fox, FAUX Fox News said, uh, I'm paraphrasing by the way, It's hard to write and listen at the same time but uh, Britt Hume said No nation on this earth Has done as much to overcome racism as America That's uh, in response to Biden Constantly referring to racism uh, Systemic racism In our justice system In our police system And so forth Um, In a tidbit today, the House of Representatives voted on a resolution to censure Rep. Maxine Waters over her comments that the marchers need to become more confrontational. I don't know how much more confrontational it is uh, Than burning buildings, shooting at police, uh, shooting off fireworks in the direction of police, uh, so on and so forth, burning cities dang near to the ground. Uh, but Maxine Waters said that the marchers should be more uh, confrontational. And Republican leader Kevin McCarthy introduced a resolution to censure her. This is the harshest punishment you can put on a congressperson aside from removing them from office. It, it failed to pass on a party-line vote of 216 to 210. 216 Democrats voted no. The 210 Republicans voted yes. Uh, In matters of finite wisdom of our elected officials, and yes, I said finite, not infinite, because the wisdom of people like Nancy Pelosi and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is very limited. It's very finite. Nancy Pelosi, outside Ye Capitol, surrounded by uh, a group of uh, filthy Democrats, looked to the sky and thanked George Floyd for sacrificing himself so justice could be served so in Nancy's finite wisdom she thinks that George Floyd woke up that day and said I'm going to not commit a crime but get the police called on me anyway and then have the police kill me so I can be a martyr to the American criminal justice and policing system that's my interpretation of what Nancy Pelosi said when she looked to the sky and raised her hands and said, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing yourself. Folks, any person I'll ever thank for sacrificing themselves is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So not only did she thank a uh, criminal who committed home invasion, was wired on drugs had multiple run-ins with the law. Uh, Nancy thinks he's her savior, I guess. So, we come to the finite wisdom of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I'm not going to try to do it. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Someone who I also used to support and... Think well she just knows so much that isn't so. No, she's a nut job. Uh she said justice was not served. Not even full accountability. There were other officers involved. So does she think if the other three get convicted of something that uh then justice will have been served? I don't know where she was... She didn't know where she was going with this. She did another one of her infamous live snap... Or live Instagrams. And then Dinesh D'Souza posted... Or no, wasn't Denish. Terrence Williams posted it to Rumble. And Dinesh Souza posted Nancy's prayer to George Floyd on his Rumble. Uh, anyways... Uh, Back to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's finite wisdom, she went on to say she doesn't want this moment to be framed as the system working because the system is not working. And then she, uh, and and back to Joe Biden again, terrible speech, terrible uh, presentation stammering, sputtering, getting confused, lost in his uh, his train of thought. Uh, but AOC thinks that the system doesn't work even though, and I really mean it, 12 honest men and women. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm actually quoting a Johnny Cash song when I say 12 honest men and women. Uh In his Johnny's song, Cocaine Blues, he says, I was handled by 12 honest men. That's why I keep saying 12 honest men and women. Uh, Anyways, the justice system worked. Uh, The prosecution proved their case beyond a reasonable doubt. Uh, I don't agree with it, but I was not on the jury. I didn't see everything. I saw the closing arguments. I watched that in full. I, you know, read and watched all I could of the trial. Um, again, I'm a proponent of LegalInsurrection.com. Uh, they present a different side than the media is presenting to you. Tim Poole uh, on YouTube at TimCast has different perspectives. On this Um, and frankly my perspective and opinion of George Floyd changed over the last year ish Uh, as I learned more and I saw more body cam footage of what really took place there was a 20-minute struggle with him to get him to listen to the police just show his hands you know there you can find a lot of videos Online of police officers getting shot because they were not assertive enough in telling and making suspects show their hands, uh, and the person was hiding a gun. So uh, I don't agree with the decision, but the but justice was served. Our American legal system did work. Um, and there you have it, folks. There's my op-ed of the situation. God bless you guys. Pray for each other. Uh, this is a real serious topic, so I, I can't get too sarcastic and too boisterous in this. So, sorry for the monotone tone of voice, but, um, I feel injustice was served today, but that's just my opinion. Again, God bless you all. Pray for one another. And uh, till next time, I want to try to find something happier to talk about than this stuff. See y'all later. Bye-bye.